Hi guys and welcome to uh, another special episode of the Chasing Parts Golf Podcast. Uh, as always, I'm your host Craig. Um, I've not got any co-host today as I've got a special guest in the form of 2018 South African Amateur Champion, Dion. Here we go, this is going to be fun. Germishos. Is that? That's close enough. That's close enough. Is that okay for our first first attempt and me being Scottish? Yeah, that's really not bad. Um, I've heard some. I've heard some horrible ones. So no, I'll I'll let you go on that one. That was actually really good. Uh, j- 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 just for everybody. Uh, so, just out of interest, what what is the actual uh, pronunciation of your surname? Just for people uh, that don't know. <laughs> so the actual pronunciation is Hermesis. Um Yeah, it's, I mean, for English people, it's it's tough to get that first uh, part of my surname. Um, and and my real names actually have it in as well. So luckily, luckily I don't go by that names. But, um, but yeah, it's, it is a tough one. I mean, I was saying briefly just before we came on here that, um, yeah, me being Scottish is a very hard name to say and you're free to laugh whenever. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Uh, so, Dion, how are you? Uh, how, how's things? You've just come off, uh, you just come off a miss cut, sadly, at the My, My Golf Life Open, but you actually played very well last week and just missed the cut on the number. Uh, how how would you assess your game last week and uh, heart heart be spurt? Yeah, it's been it's been really good. Um, like last week, I played really good golf. Um, just it was tough with a cold putter. Um, not that I really putted badly. I think uh, I had a, well, I had plenty of lip outs and then a lot of them burnt the edge, but. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy with my game. Um, it's been, it's been a good year so far, and I've been working hard with my coach Cliffy Barnard um, on the swing, and we've sorted everything out, all the flaws, um, and I really feel like I'm improving every week. So last week was a tough one. Um, I mean, I shot five under in two rounds, and I missed the cut by one. Um, and it wasn't really, I can't look back and say, well, it was that shot or this shot. It was really just just a cold powder and I, um, there's nothing I could do about that. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling really good. I'm really excited for the week to come. How did you find um, Pekin Woods um, as a course in general? It was a very lively event. I'm not going to lie about that. <laughs> yeah, look, um, they, they, they was a very good vibe over the weekend. Obviously, I only saw that on TV. Um, but yeah, I mean, Pekinwood is a good golf course. It's a typical Jack Nicklaus um, design, um, lots of bunkers. Um, and actually, it was a wild golf course. Um, I mean, there was no, no really trouble off the tee. Um, the only trouble was the queer rough, obviously, which which they can make quite um, thick. So it's going to be... It's going to be the same this week at Stain City as well. Um, but yeah, you know, Peakwood has got awesome golf course. Um, it was sad about the the rain. We had quite a bit of rain on Tuesday, Wednesday. 
um, which softened up the golf course quite a bit. I think if we didn't have that rain, it wouldn't have been as low scoring as it was. Um, I think you could have maybe gone to 15. I, I don't think you would be able to go to to where the winning score was. Um, of course, over the weekend, it was playing really firm. Um, the front, well, on Saturday and Sunday, it was really, it was the greens were firm. And the first two days was just really um, throwing it at the flag and you could stop anything. So, um, yeah, it's actually sad about the rain. But, you know, Pekinwood is, is one of my favorite golf courses we've played there before in um, amateur golf. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so just out of curiosity, um, you said um, to me uh, a couple of days ago, actually, that um, when you were playing the 13th hole at Peakinwood, um, it was a very quiet atmosphere because no one was really there. Uh, and then from the coverage that I seen on uh, Saturday and Sunday, it was it was an absolute party on that 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 one hole at the thirteenth. Um how how would you have coped with that uh, if you did if you would have made the weekend, would you be okay with that, obviously with the the party like atmosphere? I think so, yes. Um with a party like atmosphere it gives you um it makes you relax a bit, I guess. Um Yes, there's a lot of people. Um, I mean, people were parking their boats by the green um, because the dam is right there by the green. So people were parking their boats, swimming, you know, doing their own thing. Um, but I think I would have enjoyed it, you know, if you if you make a good birdie or something like that and everyone cheers, you know, it gives you confidence as well. So I think, yeah, I think I would have been able to cope with it. Yeah, it, it seemed like uh, after every good score, uh, yeah, the the players were all interactive with the fans on the party boat, uh, which was quite nice to see. Quite nice touch. Um, at times, at times, I felt like I should be on the party boat because it looked fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looked it looked really fun. I must say, um, I think some of the players would have rather been on the boat than on the golf course. <laughs> I mean, you're probably not wrong there, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So just for so just for people that um that are uh kind of looking to watch the action this week at Stain City, um, you've actually got experience of playing the golf course before, um. If I'm led to believe, I believe I believe you have, haven't you? I have, yes. Um, I've played there a couple of casual rounds, I think about three or four times. So I wouldn't say I'm experienced, but I, I, I yeah, I've spent a, a quite a bit of time there. Um, yeah, I really enjoy the golf course. Um, like I said, it's going to be a lot like Beaconwood. Um, it's quite a wide golf course. The rough isn't as thick as Beaconwood, so if you do miss it, you are able to to get the ball close, well, closer, or at least on the green. Um, and yeah, the greens were rolling unbelievable. I played practice round yesterday. It was it was unreal. Um, it must be one of the prettiest golf courses we have in in Johannesburg. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be a real test, I think. Um, it's a bit longer than Beaconwood, I think. You're not really going to hit 
a lot of wedge shots like you did at Peak Nude. And if you do, it's probably a gap wedge or pitching wedge. Um, but yeah, it's really going to focus on, with the average hitter, it's really going to focus on the um, like the short to mid iron, I'm guessing from a wedge to about a seven iron. Um, so if you've got that dialed in, you can, I think you can put in a low round. Uh, I'm allowed to believe it's that the weather's not so great just now, and it could be a little bit of a carbon copy late last week with the kind of weather beforehand. Is that right, or am I kind of inaccurate there? No, you are correct with that. <laughs> we had quite a bit of rain in Joburg last night, um, and that, you know that golf course, it's already quite low. Um, like, yeah, it's close to the river, so. Um, it's already low, so if it takes water, it gets it gets wet, um, and that's where it's gonna maybe maybe play a bit tougher because the ball's not gonna roll a lot. Um, where you can maybe get 20 yards of roll sometimes, you won't get any roll this week. Um, so it's basically gonna be a driver, you know, it's gonna pitch there, it's gonna sit, and then if the greens don't firm out. Um, they're going to be tar- it's going to be target golf again, and they are expecting rain for tomorrow as well. So, yeah, it will be interesting to see how the course plays. Um, I'm going through there tomorrow again to to go practice. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's it's really going to be interesting to see. Yeah, because uh, it's uh yet again we're playing on another Nicholas design, aren't we? Uh, Jack Nicholas designed. Um, and yet again, we're playing uh, at elevation, which I'm led to believe it's about 1,300 or something metres above sea level. Yeah. Um, look, in Joburg, compared to Cape Town, which is obviously coast, um, the ball travels about 10% further. So that's the easiest way to um, to calculate the distances. I mean, if you've got 300 in Cape Town, it's 3.30 up here. So the, the ball does travel further, um, which helps. I mean, if you look at the golf course being over 7,000 uh, metres, I think, um, it's definitely going to be slightly shorter um, because the ball flies further through the air. But then again, you won't be able to get the run out that you usually do get. So just just briefly uh, before uh, before I kind of go into your kind of career a little bit um, to date. Um, so I, I guess the I guess the first question I need to ask you is um, what kind of what kind of made you take up the game of golf and what kind of age uh, were you kind of when you picked up your first club? I was quite young um my brother is um five years older than me so um him and my dad they they played quite a bit of golf when i was younger so i started at an early age um and yeah that's that's the reason i started is because of them um obviously it was it was something we could do as a family my dad my brother and my mom played golf so when we went on holidays we would play golf and it was just it was just something that i really enjoyed and from an early age, I really knew that is what I wanted to do. Um, there wasn't anything else I wanted to do. I was really focused on golf my whole school, um, throughout school. So, um, yeah, golf was, was really my number one hobby since day one. 
Oh, that's fantastic, man. Um, and uh, so you you're from you're from obviously kind of you just said there a golfing family. Um, is your is your like your your father and, and your brother are they are they uh, quite good players in their own respect? Um, I uh, I think well, my dad was a lot better obviously when he was younger. Um, but yeah, you know it's it's always fun playing against him. Because he's got quite a quite a high handicap, so when he makes a par, you know I need a focus to make birdie. Or so, you know, in that sense, yeah, it is fun playing with them. Uh, my brother, my brother used to be a really good golfer. He tried to turn pro as well. I think he missed um, missed his card by a shot. So it was we've been like kind of we helped each other get better when we were young. Younger at a stage, obviously it was a lot better. And then when I started catching up, it was quite a fun, um, fun experience to help push each other to get to get to a place where I could obviously manage to turn pro and manage to get my card. And I think I I should thank him for that because he he really helped me throughout my career to become a better golfer. Was there ever was there ever any like bragging rights between obviously? Obviously, if you won, was there any bragging rights between, say, you and your brother? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> when I, I think when I beat him the first time, I've never been so happy on a golf course. I mean, he, he was a lot better than me at that stage. And, yeah, I mean, when, when, we, when we were kind of at the same level, bragging rights was a big thing for us. Um, so yeah, but when he when he beats me now, I think the bragging rights will be a lot more from his side than it used to be. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But <laughs> I, I I think with that kind of sibling relationship, that uh, it's it's always nice to be say your brother or sister or whatever. <laughs> anything you do, isn't it? It's just just what comes naturally. Exactly. I think yeah. I think if. I think if I was to beat my uh, my little brother anything, I'd be I'd I'd I'd, I'd um, sorry, what's the word I'm looking for? I'd I'd never shut up about it. Like I'd I'd always <laughs> let him know about it type of thing as well. So yeah, it's it's kind of natural, isn't it? Exactly, it is. No, it really is, and it's um it makes it fun, you know, it, it, and it keeps a good vibe between between the two siblings as well. So, um, so growing up, uh, was there any? Well, obviously, South Africa have had an unbelievable pool of world-class golfers over the years. But was there kind of any one, maybe two, uh, one maybe two players that kind of stuck out for you growing up that um, you kind of idolised? Um, Ernie is definitely one of them. The reason for that is, um. I was Ernie Owls has a golf foundation as well in South Africa, the Ernie Owls Foundation, and um, he I got the opportunity to be part of the foundation in 2018 and beginning of 2019, which obviously helped me a lot. I mean, they they help with traveling and all those things and the financial side of it. So um, Ernie was a uh, was my role model um growing up i mean who doesn't want to be like ernie if you're from south africa um and what he did for me as well in that aspect um helped a lot so yeah i would definitely say ernie and then obviously 
Louis and Charles, they're both great golfers. I mean, um, I, I haven't had the opportunity to spend time with them, but um, I would I would really like to one day. Uh, how do you think you would feel uh, if uh, meeting, say, Louis Oosthuizen for the first time? Do you think you'd be a little bit nervous, <laughs> a little bit starstruck? I, I would be, um, definitely. I think something that would help is that he is Afrikaans, which is my home language as well. So so I don't have to speak English because when I need to speak English and I get nervous, I don't really make sense. So I think I think that would really help. <laughs> uh, I, I can I can reach for that, man. Uh, literally, I'm the same. Like j- Just prior to this, I was laughing and joking about, oh, uh, yeah, j- just be sure to... Uh, uh, to have like a kind of translator on hand for me because I'm like very very hard to understand at times. Yeah, it's okay. At least I can understand you. It isn't that bad. Trust me. I mean, there there is worse. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is worse. There is worse. But I uh, but I do try. I do try. But um, no, I just. Um, no, Louis just wanted to. He looks like one of the nicest guys, so I'd I'd imagine you'd be okay if you were to meet him. Like uh, I think he would put you right anyway. <clears throat> yeah, um, Louis is quite. He's quite uh, um, quite a character. I've heard. Um, um, he's quite a funny guy. So I think I think I should be fine. Uh, so you. Actually, so so you actually moved from Cape Town to uh, from Cape Town over to Johannesburg um, not that long ago, and you've attached yourself to the Serengeti Golf and Wildlife Estate. Um, is that is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving from Cape Town to Johannesburg wasn't an easy decision. Um, I mean, Cape Town is really one of my favourite places. I grew up there. Um, it's the scenery there is amazing and it's really it's a really a special place um but to be able to play in south africa um professional golf and travel um johannesburg is just the 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 perfect place because the weather is very consistent i mean yes you do get thunder showers but that only lasts to maybe two hours a day and i mean the rest of the day is perfect weather so Traveling and weather-wise, it was just it was the right move for me. How um, how are you enjoying Johannesburg uh, just now? Are you a big fan of the city, or are you kind of is that a little bit too big for you? Or or um, yes, yeah, so just in general, because um, obviously mo- moving from one city to another is never an easy easy thing to do. So. Uh, does uh, do you enjoy Johannesburg? Um, honest opinion, uh, it's 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 not Cape Town that I can tell you. So I do enjoy it. Um, it is a massive city compared to Cape Town. I mean, everything in Johannesburg is forty minutes. So if you want to drive, you need to drive forty minutes. Um, especially to golf courses and stuff like that. But I am adapting and I am starting to um to like it here. Um, but like I said, Cape Town is just it's a it's close to my heart. 
Yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm actually from Edinburgh, which is the capital city of Scotland. So uh, if if I was to move, say, I don't know, west to Glasgow, I think I'd have a little bit uh, a little bit of a kind of hard time trying to acclimatise. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but, but, but before we talk about your kind of career so far, um, uh, I I just kind of wanted to ask you what what life is like on the on the tour in general, um, especially obviously we've had COVID and all that stuff. Is that kind of stuff easing on the Sunshine Tour? Um, yeah, it's been tough because. Um, we in our well the first year which was obviously 2020 it was um a lot of events got cancelled a lot of events got postponed and we haven't been able to travel to all of the events so it has been tough but things are starting to normalize now um i mean we used to do covid tests week in and week out and now they're starting to get rid of the covid test because most players are fully vaccinated so it's getting easier again it's getting it's almost like it's getting back to normal. Um, so yeah, but it, but it was tough. It wasn't it wasn't easy with the COVID. Uh, um, so yeah, I think we all glad it's getting back to normal now. I take it I take it because of the you know the the restrictions and stuff that have been in place for so long. It's obviously it's been hard for yourself to have like you know family friends at tournaments as well. I take it I take it that's kind of been non-existent. Yeah, um, my my family and my fiance they really they do enjoy walking golf. Um, and it's been tough because my fiance really she does help me quite a lot. Um, in a supporting way, uh, especially when I'm playing golf and when we're at events. Um. And it was tough because they couldn't they couldn't go, um, and that made it really tough. Even my my dad and my brother they they really enjoyed walking um, with me at the events, and they just they couldn't go. So it was it was tough for them to travel with me or to go with me to an event because it was useless for them to be there because they were just going to sit in the room the whole day. Um, but luckily, luckily that's a lot better now. They're allowing fans and. Each player is allowed one guest, so um, and supporting staff, which obviously helps. Right, so we're going to dive into a little bit about your career so far, and um, it's fair to say you've had a, a very impressive, um, a very impressive amateur and junior career, um, with three three junior wins and two amateur wins, including. Including at the top of the show, I kind of introduced you as the 2018 South African Amateur Champion, but obviously that being the highlight of your amateur career so far. Yeah, um, it's it's been a I would say a decent amateur and junior career. Um, I took really long to get my first win, which was in 2016 at Bloemfontein, um, which was the SA Boys Under 19 event, which is the biggest junior event we've got in South Africa. Um, and after that, I wouldn't say it came easy, but I got used to to the winning feeling. And um, when I won SIM, I mean, I went through a, a good patch there where I finished second the week before, won SIM, 
we went to Morocco, I won the event there, and we came back and played SO Boys, and I won SO Boys in the 19 for the second time. Um, and that was quite a, quite a, I must say, like, what's the word I'm looking for? It was a, it was a good time in my amateur career, something I really look back on, and something I wish to achieve in my pro career as well, having a, a patch where I can go through and um, win one or two events. Um, and really just build on that because after that patch I had in my amateur career, I I managed to finish top five, I think four times after that, and it was just it was just something that you know you got used to the feeling and it just it came naturally, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, <clears throat> so you, you you're still quite a young uh, you're still quite a young guy, only 22 years old. So I'd imagine. I'd imagine you played a lot with the likes of um, the likes of obviously Garrett Higo, uh, Wilkun Ninabar, uh, play, players like that coming through the kind of youth system. Yeah, look, me and Garrick, we, we actually grew up quite um, quite close to each other. Um, we stayed 15 minutes from each other, and we yeah we played quite a little bit of golf together. Obviously, he's shot up through all the tours, and he's playing PJ Tour now, which which I'm very glad for um, for him because he really deserves it. Um, me and Volker, we've also, we, we, we're very good friends and we've played a lot together and me and Jaden Shaper as well. Um, we had a really strong, a really strong um, amateur field or amateurs when I was, when, well, when we were playing um, and most of them turned pro and most of them are performing at the moment. Yeah, I mean, this the kind of um, the kind of South African, you know, the 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 amount of young upcoming talented players uh, coming into the game just now is pretty is pretty scary to be honest. Like, cause well, age wise, considered a, like obviously you've got yourself, uh, Garrett Hago, Wilkin Inabar, got like Casey Jarvis coming through on the Sunshine Tour. Um, and and a couple of others as well. Um, is it probably the best time uh, for uh, to be a young upcoming South African golfer? I would say so. Yes. Um, other guy you didn't mention was Martin Forster, which also had an unbelievable amateur career and just turned pro now, um, which will be playing a bit of challenge to as well. But um, I really think like. Uh, I think South African golf is in a really good spot at the moment, especially with the young guys coming up, Casey Jarvis, um, Christian Moss, Sam Simpson, those guys, they really, they are coming um, out of the junior and amateur golf at the moment. And it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I must say, um, I think all those young players, they, they're going to be really good on the Sunshine Tour. And obviously, um, overseas as well. So, yeah, South African golf, amateur golf, junior golf, um, professional golf, it's really in a good space at the moment. Uh, so, two, uh, so 2016, you, you obviously alluded to you, uh, you you ended up winning the, the South African Boys Under-19 Championship, uh, but you, you also... You also got to play in England, didn't you, at the Duke of York Champions Trophy, where you finished 13th. And a couple of, and 
a couple of DP World Tour winners in there that were playing that were Rasmus Hoygaard and Sami Valamaki. Um, quite elusive company to play in. Well, actually, now that you mention it, I didn't, well, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know that they were playing there. Um, <laughs> now that you mention it, I actually do remember Sammy sitting on the bus, two seats behind me, and forgetting something in the hotel. I, I actually, now that you've mentioned his name, I can picture him sitting behind me. Um, but yeah, that was, a, that was a great experience playing at Royal Birkdale. I mean, um, that must be one of my favorite golf courses. Um, and it was just, it was, it was such a fantastic week that treated us so well. And yeah, it's something I'll never forget. Um, uh, w- w- would you say even back then, 2016, um, that kind of Rasmus would become the kind of player he is just now? Well, yeah, like I said, I wouldn't have known. <laughs> I didn't know that he was playing. Right, but, yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, he's he's got an awesome career going, so I can just congratulate him on that. Um, I actually played a event in America in 2007. Um, it was some teams event, and I my dad still got the photo at his office, and I went through the names, and Justin Thomas was actually playing the same event, which also no obviously didn't really was back then, but. You know, it, it's quite cool to, um, if you think back about it, now that you also said with Sammy and Rasmus playing, playing in that event, it's quite cool to to know that. No way. You, you, you played with JT? Wow, that's that's the stuff of dreams there, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, unfortunately, I didn't know who he was back then. But, yeah, um, I, I, didn't, I don't think I played with with him in the event, but he was we were in the same field, which was obviously quite cool. Uh, any other any other like standout players, uh, kind of that you played uh, at a junior level growing up? Oh, that's a tricky question. I mean, I spoke to someone the other day. It's so tough to remember everyone you played with, especially if you went overseas. I mean, I can't um, remember all the names. Um, one guy that I that I actually played with at Duke of York was um, Angus Flanagan, which is from he's from England and he's actually in South Africa, um, playing the Challenge Tour event. Yeah, so um, that was quite cool to see him again, and we we um, we got off talking again. And it was actually quite nice. But um, any other players? No, not that I can that I can think of. Uh, so. That, that that leads into kind of 2017, where um, you uh, w- one of your one of your good finishes in the 2017 season was a 27th at the South African Stroke Play Championship, was which I believe was a very was a very big national event. Yes. It's the biggest one, it's the match play event, and then you've got SS Stroke Play, which is obviously the second biggest one. Um, in 2018, was it 2018? I won, yeah, yeah, I won SAM, and then in 2019, I finished second to Jaden Shaper at SO Stroke Play, um, which yeah, was at the Zolz I've, I've, I've actually got that. Oh, sorry, yeah, uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, yeah, 
I actually did have that written down. Uh, second, yeah, the the Stroke Play Championship in 2019. Yeah, which was actually was an interesting event because I was five over after I think 27 holes, and I finished second. I mean, I shot at the last round of seven under to miss out by one shot. <laughs> so yeah. Um, uh, and obviously, and obviously, you are actually good friends with Jaden as well. So that would have been that would have been a good tussle coming down the stretch. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of talking that um, that day. It was actually me, Jaden, and Volker playing in the last group. Uh, we were final group out, and he was leading by by a lot. I mean, I think he was leading by six or whatever, or seven, maybe. No, it could have been eight actually. And, and um, no one thought we would be able to come. And I managed to play seven under. I think he just played level and he um, he finished one ahead of me to win the event. That That's some final group there. Wow. S- some amount of talent in that final group. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, go back to 2017, sorry. Uh, you... You actually uh, you played an event in France as well. We finished uh, sixth at the Grand Prix World Amateur Audi Reunion. Uh, that's a mouthful to say. <laughs> yeah, that was actually yeah at, um, in Reunion Island, um, which is obviously part of France. Um, when you started mentioning it now, I was like, um, I've never been to France. So, but yeah. Uh, Reunion Island, um, that was also a very good event. I think I also shot six under there the last day um, to get to where I was. But actually, me and Volku, we were travel buddies that week for um, for Golf RSA. So, um, oh yeah, that was an awesome experience as well to do it with Volku. We actually sat down the other night. We had supper um, and we were, we were talking about it. It was... There's so many good memories about the junior amateur days that we have that you know, you know, you'll never forget about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, also had a uh, also had a second at the Sun International African Junior Open um, a week or a couple of weeks before getting your uh, getting your win at the Southern Cape Championship. Um, could you tell then that you uh, that that the kind of wind was coming back then? Um, yeah, I think like I really in 2017 I felt like my game really came together. Um, I changed some things in 2016. I was still hitting big draws and I felt like I couldn't control it every week. Um, I changed that from 2016 after I won at SA Boys changed to a fade and I felt like my game really came together that week um, and then I could build on the place finish where I made to get to where I won the um, the Southern Cup um, which was obviously quite a big one for me because it was my first amateur win so you know things like that really uh, and you can uh, sorry, yeah, just, uh, just just cut out a little bit for ten, just cut out a little bit for like ten seconds or something. I don't know if it's my connection uh, or over in Joburg, 
but yeah, just to just to make you aware that it kind of cut out a little bit. I guess sorry. Uh, so in that uh, in in that win at the Southern Cape Championship, uh, yeah, you went seventy three, sixty eight, seventy two, seventy two uh, to win, uh, beating Benjamin Follett Smith, who obviously plays on the Sunshine Tour as well, uh, and a, a couple of other names that kind of was in that tournament. You alluded to earlier, Martin Verster, uh, he was tied ninth. Um, <clears throat> James Hart Dupree, obviously known for hitting it about five million miles, he was twenty mm-hmm. fifth. Uh, so yeah, a couple of a couple of decent names, and there you, you you managed to beat in that amateur event, um, which uh, you must have you must have felt proud of. But that time, obviously, picking up your first amateur uh, golf one. Yeah, um, that was actually quite an interesting event. Um, so I played decent golf the first. And then 36 on the last day. And the wind was pumping. In, it was howling and I, I got off the range and I said it's my bad, I don't know we, this wind um, and I managed to shoot um, level par the first round in the morning I was leading by one or two and I thought yes okay maybe just another level par and I managed to shoot level again In if I'm talking about 40 maybe 45 kilometers per hour wind i'm not even gonna lie because it was absolutely pumping um and i managed to shoot two 72 um rounds which obviously got me the victory which i i think was one of my best final rounds or final days um of my short amateur and pro career um <clears throat> is it hard to sleep on a lead um what 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 kind of thoughts what kind of thoughts go through your mind if 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 say you're leading by a couple of strokes? Yo, I don't know. I haven't really. Um, I don't think I've ever. Let me just think. I've never. I've only won an event once where I was in the lead, um, and that was a junior event at World Durban, which I I think I had an unshot lead overnight so with an iron shot lead um you can you can't, don't have to play your best to win but yeah i'm usually um quite a bit of shots behind playing a good final round and uh, imagine you know sleeping with the with the lead it's not easy but you manage to control your emotions it's just it's it's part of the game so <clears throat> So we go to 2018, uh, where you were another junior event at the Nomads National Order of Medic Coastal Track. Um, you you win that and then follow that with a fourth in the Free State Open. Would would you say the kind of would you say the kind of amateur win in 2017 kind of gave you uh, much confidence to go and obviously have 
uh, have a fantastic year in the 2018 season? Uh, it definitely did because, like I said, I felt like my game really came together that week um, in George, where I won my first amateur um, amateur event. Um, I really feel like I could I could build on that, um, and you know, I managed to have a good 2017 and 2018, uh, which really helped me. Um, so just just kind of talk us through, uh, obviously winning the South African Amateur Championship. Um, what 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 was that kind of four days like for you in general? Because obviously it's one of the more prestigious events in South Africa. Um, was there any nerves going into the event? Well, firstly, it is a, it's really a long event. You play. 18 holes on Sunday, 18 on Monday, then you qualify for the match play, then you go 18 on Tuesday, then you go, if you're obviously winning every match, then you go 36 on Wednesday, 36 on Thursday, and 36 on Friday. So I didn't think I had any nerves because I was so tired going into the last day. Um, <laughs> and I played a group against Chris Willem, which he was a... Um, Actually, a local boy at Durban Country Club, which wasn't in my favour. Um, and I think, if I can remember correctly, I might be wrong, but I was four down with seven or six holes to go. So, I mean, I was I thought it was done, and I managed to pull through. Um, we halved after 36 holes, like 36 holes wasn't enough. And then we went to three extra playoff holes where I won on the third playoff hole. Um that week, I think I played in total maybe 14 playoff holes, which also didn't help because it's so much golf and, you know, it's the biggest event, biggest event in South Africa, amateur golf. So um, the nerves were also quite big. Uh, mentally, you, you get so tired. So, yeah, that, that 36 holes on the Friday was just, it was, it was really... How can I say it was really it was tiring because you know you've got so much adrenaline pumping the first couple of holes and kind of fades away and then when you fall down with six to go and you start winning one or two holes it starts pumping again so you get you get so tired I mean it's it, it was a joke how tired I was. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised you were able to move your body after that, man. <laughs> For God's sake. How <laughs> uh, was it the day after? Obviously, knowing you've won the won one of the most prestigious amateur championships in the country. Um, when did that kind of sink in? So it didn't sink in because after my um. After the ceremony and everything, um, Hannes van Niekerk, which was, he was in charge, or still is in charge of the Inyaas Foundation, he rushed me back to the um, to the airport. I had a flight that evening out back from Durban to Johannesburg. I landed, I think, at 8 in Johannesburg, went to the hotel, and the next morning at 6 o'clock, we took off, um, me and the South African team, we went to all Africa. All Africa, which is a qualifier to go to a world championship in Japan. Um, so we flew that next Saturday morning. We flew at, I think, at eight o'clock. We were at the airport at six o'clock. We th- um, flew to Morocco. So no celebrations there, unfortunately. Um, 
So we did the Morocco trip. We came back and then the I think I came back this Sunday and the Wednesday we started with SA boys under 19 again. So there was really, it was just, it was four weeks in a row um, with just golf. And I think it kind of sank in after that um, SA boys. Did did that kind of four week stretch, did that kind of take a lot out of you, like physically and mentally? Obviously, obviously winning the amateur championship, but then straight on a flight to Morocco, then back for the South African boys and then playing another another amateur championship after that. That must be a lot to take in. It did. And the thing is, uh, out of those four weeks, I won three of the events, uh, which was one was in Morocco. So it was, I was, the adrenaline that I had playing these events, um, it, it really it takes a lot out of you. And you, I don't think people understand how tired you get from um, from, let's say, from the adrenaline that pumps through your body. Uh, and so you kind of, um, so so that kind of fantastic stretch in 2018 that that takes you um, that takes you to some of the bigger uh, amateur events, um, being the Lydham Trophy. Uh, at Royal St George's and the Irish Amateur Open Championship, uh, which are two two of the more bigger amateur events. Um, how would you assess your kind of performances back then? Um, yeah, that wasn't a good trip for me. I really, I didn't, I didn't really play good golf. Um, I don't know. I kind of went through a bad patch. After well in the UK and then even we went to Japan when I came back from the UK it was just it was a bad patch where I just I couldn't get it going I didn't really know where I was at and it was funny because that was patch you know and that's 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 what happens in this game like you have plenty of good good weeks and then all of a sudden it just changes and goes the other way. Uh. I find it quite cool, obviously, that you that you obviously you got to go to Japan as well. That must have been some experience for you. That was quite cool. I must say, um, the culture. I mean, we really enjoyed it. It was a good week for us. Um, with the women, I think we finished fourth or third, but. Um, yeah, it was really, it was, it was good. Um, it was really a good experience. I would love to go back to Japan again, uh, maybe even play the Japanese tour. But um, yeah, that's that's something for the future. And no surprises, surprise, surprise, who won it? Uh, who won the singles? It was one of the twins, of course, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, when I when I um. Look back the other day, I actually saw that they won that event, so uh, that was quite cool. Yeah, Rasmus first, Nikolai second. I mean, it's just, it's just standard, isn't it, nowadays? <laughs> exactly. Now, now you know why they're performing so well. Exactly. Uh, you, you, also, you also had um, a, a big finish... Uh, where you finished second at the, I'm going to try and pronounce this, this is going to be horrible, so beware, but the 
Ekerhaleni Open. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Ekerhaleni Open, yeah. Um, yeah, that was, we played that at State Mines, which um, which is Casey Jarvis's home course. Um, I think I finished 15 under that week and he finished 25 under. I came second by 10 shots, which was really, it was, it was scary. Uh, yeah, uh, apologies for that absolutely shocking pronunciation of that, but uh, the joys. So that led you to actually getting a start on the uh, professional level, um, that being the South African Open, where you, you put in a respectable finish of 43rd. Um, that was that's a pretty good attempt for the first attempt. Um, yeah. So, so if you win ESA Amateur in South Africa, you get a spot into ESA Open, which obviously I got um, through winning. Um, and it was it was probably the best experience I've ever had um, so far. Um, I played with Trevor Immelman, which is obviously a Masters winner. He is from Somerset West, the same town as I am from. Um, and I played with Eduardo Molinari as well, which was also, it was a great experience playing with the two of them. Um, I mean, they were so helpful and it was just, they they calmed me down a lot because they were very chatty and it was just, it was a, it was a great experience. I mean, not, not, not a bad couple of players to kind of uh, play with and kind of learn from, you know? Exactly. Um, I think that week I played with um, Laurie Kent as well, which was also a great experience. And then New Skeeter Cut, which is obviously a veteran on the Sunshine Tour and plays Asian Tour now. Um, I knew him then, but it was so nice to play with him in an actual event because I could just see how he goes about his things, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we go to 2019. Um, so you, so you got a couple of a couple of really good, really good finishes on uh, at amateur level with a third at the the SA Am, Am Championships, and second at the South African Stroke Play, which are two of the bigger events in the uh, in South Africa. Um, this was this was around about the time where you turned professional as well in 2019. Uh, what I, I believe you were you 19 years old back then? Yeah, so I was yeah I was 19. Um, and it was amateur to SA stroke play, then another event at Country Club of Johannesburg, and then it was Q School. So I did four weeks in a row. Um, which obviously I finished third at SAM. I lost to Boku in the in the semi-finals. Um, we spoke about finishing second to Jaden at SA Stroke Play. I think I finished in the top five as well at Country Club of Johannesburg, and then we went on to Q School. So I had three really good weeks before Q School. Uh, how how was the whole? kind of a Q school experience for you in general. I'd, um, I'd imagine it's pretty a pretty daunting feat. 
It is. Um, I mean, it wasn't easy at all. Um, it's a nerve-wracking week from from the first D shot to the last putt. Um, I managed um, to settle the nerves, um, but it's such a nerve-wracking week. I, I don't think you understand. Uh, so you you managed to get um, you, you managed to get some sort of s- status on the Sunshine Tour, uh, where you you missed the cut in Zambia on your first start, I believe. But uh, the week the week after that, you finished in a respectable twenty ninth at the Zanaco Masters, which was won by J C Ritchie, which. Uh, is well the run he's on currently pretty respectable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah, my first one to a very demanding golf course was very tight, firm greens. Um, I kind of struggled to settle in, and then the next week it kind of it it got a bit better, but it, it still wasn't great. Um, which I mean, everyone knows. How good JC has been performing. Um, he's been unreal. I mean, like, I can't even explain to you. I think he went, I don't even know how much under, but it must be close to 40 under in the last um, five weeks. So, I mean, yeah, he's been performing really well. I mean, just have a look at the, the kind of class. And the type of and the type of uh, sunshine tour fields uh, at that stage. Uh, JC Ritchie uh, obviously won that event. Former podcast guest Reece Enoch was second. He he also played very well in South Africa. Garrett Kego was tied third. Uh, Luke Gerling is also a very promising player fifth. And then the absolute uh, absolute king of the sunshine tour, Danny Van Tonder, uh, was six. So not bad company to be in, like to kind of start start off your your professional career. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the Greece, the Greece not losing in playoff against JC. I think I actually think he did. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, the sunshine tour is so strong at the moment. Um, We've got all those players um, on the tour. So, you know, if you want to come and play here, you need, you need to bring your game. Um, I just want to know, sorry, did you say you um, interviewed Reese on the podcast? Yes, yes. Uh, oh, we're, we're on episode 71 now. Reese was about, I think it's about episode 10, maybe. So, so like, kind so of me like, and <laughs> me and Reese got quite friendly the last couple of years, um, because he, he married with, uh, with a girl from. So we both <laughs> we both stayed in Poch for for quite a quite a while. I think he still stays there. So we've been practicing and playing a lot together. So yeah, we know each other quite well. Uh, yeah, it was actually the week of the Masters last last year that I managed to speak to Reese for like uh, just over an hour. Uh, lovely, lovely guy. Really is a lovely guy. 
Um, he's one of the nicest guys I know. I must say, I, I really enjoy his company and I really enjoy having a good chat with him. Um, yeah, whenever we went out and played at Poch, um, I mean, <laughs> we would have so many long chats uh, just about golf and about everything. I mean, yeah, he's, he's such a nice guy. Uh, so we we kind of move on a couple uh a, a couple of weeks to where you finished uh tie at the Kenya Masters or the Karen Masters sorry which is obviously played host to the Kenya Open on multiple occasions on the DP World Tour. Um, is is Karen a type of test that you kind of enjoy? Yeah, Karen was uh, it's my typical um, golf course that I enjoy. It's quite tight, not it's tight tree line golf course. I enjoy a tree line golf course. Um, and yeah, it was really a course where I could feel like I could find my game, and I felt like I did. I had a good finish there, um, and it kind of settled me in. I, I think the week after that, or was the week prior, we were at Sun City, where I did not have a good week at all. And um, Kenya really helped me to kind of settle in on tour. Uh, yeah, and then uh, you had a, then you went through quite a quite a good spell of results um, where you went eighth to the Royal Swazi Spa Challenge, twenty second on the Big Easy uh, at the Big Easy Challenge, and twenty seventh at the Vodacom. Vodacom Origins of Golf at Sishin, uh, which which is quite a nice one. Yeah, um, I really, I think that big easy, I might have had the lead um, after two days and I had a shocking last round. But um, yeah, I felt like, I felt like I go through patches and I, that's where I want to be more consistent. I would rather be a lot more top 20s than getting a top 10 and then miss cuts, you know, and I, I feel like that's where I have been improving. Um, and I feel like I really want to improve more more when it gets to that. Uh, you also had a tie second at, uh, at Stellenbosch, which was actually won by one of the uh, one of the more impressive uh, South African players, Thurston Lawrence, who's obviously uh, who's now a DP World Tour winner. Um, yeah, so you went 66, 65, 71 there. Um, that's it's obviously that's a very good playing, but um, how did that feel, kind of, uh, your kind of first, second place finish on the Sunshine Tour? So that was good because um, Stellenbosch was a golf course where I, I was member there for a while as well as an amateur golfer um, and it is a proper tree-line golf course so I really felt like I could play well there which I did um, I should have gone a bit lower a 71 wasn't the, the right score or wasn't a good score on there that day I should have been at least three four under but you know what you learn a lot and um, yeah I felt like I learned a lot from that week and I still learn a lot every week, so. Um, but yeah, that was that was really a good week to have my best finish um, on, um, because I had friends and family there, which was really nice. And uh, you also finished the year by the tied fifth of the Vodacom 
Origins final, which was won by George Corsia. Um and then you actually you actually got the chance to play Leper Creek uh, on the DP World Tour. Um, unfortunately, you missed the cut, but to play at one of the most beautiful golf courses and one of the toughest golf courses probably they play in South Africa, uh, that must have been a good feeling. Yeah, so um, at the at Samola, I got a top. I think it was a T5 finish, like you said now, um, which actually got me into into Leopard Creek, which was a really awesome experience. I have not figured out how to play Leopard Creek yet, but we're getting there. I missed by a lot of shots the first year. My second year, I missed by one. So hopefully, if we go there again, it's going to be a really good year. But I mean, Leopard Creek, it's um. You can't describe it. It's it's the best place in South Africa. Um, it's my favorite golf course in South Africa, without a doubt. Um, scenery wise and the way the golf course plays, it's just it's amazing. I think I think that's actually a lot of tour pros' uh, favorite type of golf course. Um, obviously, Pablo Larrazabal won last week, and that's one of his favorite courses. One of his favorite places. Um, obviously, Christiane Bezedenhout um, is obviously the very impressive victory there as well. So, um, it I, th- I, I think in general it's a kind of place the most most kind of tour pros enjoy. Yeah, I think it's it's not just um, the golf course. You know, the whole experience. With it, Mr. Rupert being there, um, and just everything Mr. Rupert's done for golf and golf in South Africa, especially. I mean, if you go to the World City, you've got everything you want there, and if you win that week, you know you were the best player there. There's no luck, luck involved on that golf course. If you don't hit it perfectly, you're not going to make birdies, you are going to make drops. So, you know you were definitely the best player there and you know you deserve it. Uh, and then the... Uh, is it the week after or a couple of weeks? No, I think it's the week after usually. Uh, you you managed to play the South African Open as well, uh, which is obviously a, a former European Tour event as well. Yeah, I think that was actually. I think we finished at Daniel Achad Lippe Creek that week, and we, um, it's open was the second week in January, I think. Um, but yeah, that was my, I think that was my first ESA open as professional, um, and also plenty of. I think I'll always come back to play the ESA open because it's so clo- close to my heart. Um, always wanted to play in it and I think I'll continue to play in it um doesn't matter where where in the world I am playing uh just before uh how would you kind of how would you kind of a play just before obviously the sh- the shutdown and stuff in 2020 um you you had a couple of top 20 finishes um before the shutdown uh, in Cape Town and at the Tour Championships, uh, but did the did the the 2020 lockdown did that affect you in any way? Obviously, kind of 
the progression good forward? Uh, it did a lot. It did affect me a lot because um, I think it affected me mentally a lot more than anything else. Um, it was tough for me to just sit at home. I mean, hitting into nets not the same than hitting onto a range. It was it was really tough, and I think that the the extension of it every single week that's what made it tougher because we never knew when we were going to get out. And um, yeah, mentally that was. I, I was not in a good space, obviously, in lockdown. Thinking back now, maybe I should have handled it differently. But, I, you know, it definitely affected me. I think it definitely affected my progress um, in my game as well. Uh, then we eventually come out of lockdown. And uh, in, the, in the first few weeks, you actually managed to bag um, uh a few, uh, no, sorry, a couple of top six finishes, um, which was very impressive. Uh, was round about that time you were just eager to get back on the golf course and uh, back to some sort of normality? I think I think I was so eager to just get going again, and I had a terrible week. The first week we came out, and then I managed to go T6, T6, which was, you know, which meant a lot for me because I felt like, it was I was in a bad space, but I managed to be I managed to get out of the bad space because of good results, and I think that really helped me in that time. And I think that really helped me to to take off where I, where I stopped before the lockdown. Uh, you also had a nice run, um, nice run of tight twelve, tight fourteen, and tight third at the Sunwell Coast Sun Challenge uh, back in the Royal Swazi Open and the Times Square Casino Challenge. Uh, I believe around about that time, that was when a certain Van Tondra was going absolutely mental. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it actually was, yeah, it was just before that. We just, yeah, Donnie, obviously, he just didn't want to finish second or third. He just wanted to win. And I think that really helped him as well to become the player he is today. Um, but yeah, I also had a couple of good finishes throughout um, those couple of weeks. Um, Wingate, which is the Sun Square Challenge, is really a, a event that's been good to me. I finished good there and I've played well there. So, that's, that, you know, that's a, I must say that's, that's an event where I really feel comfortable. Um. <clears throat> Uh, and then obviously you uh, you you kind of go through a three week stretch uh, back on the back on the DP World Tour uh, for the Joburg uh, the Joburg Open the uh, the Dunhill at Leopard Creek and the South African Open. Um, I take it you kind of enjoy that that the, that that's kind of the best weeks of the year, uh, like for you and your uh, golf and calendar. Yeah, I must say, you know, playing at Grand Park, which is an awesome golf course, going to Leopard Creek, which is obviously number one in the country, and it's most of the players play every golf course, and then going to Sun City, which is just as good. Uh, it's it's a good stretch for us, but even now, with the Beaconwood event and the Stone City event coming up, it's two good events for us to attend. Um, but that stretch is a good stretch for... Um, for me, because I really enjoy all the golf courses um, we play in that stretch. 
2021, uh, it was a little bit of a struggle to start with uh, for you, uh, but you kind of managed to get back on track uh, with a with a tie twentieth at the Die Data Pro Am and uh, tie sixteenth at the Sunbet Challenge in Sun City. Um, would you say the Dimension uh, Data Pro Am was the kind of confidence booster that you needed to go forward? I think so, yeah. I had, um, once again, it was three Challenge 2 events. Um, go sanction with Sunshine. bad goal. Unfortunately, um, also the putter went cold those three weeks. And it's just, it's, it's just something that has been, that has been a problem in my career that I am working on. But every time I manage to, to get the putter going, I would have a good finish. So um, I think I took a but it should have been a lot better. I made a, a big number on the 11th hole, which really cost me. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, that, that really, the data did really help me to perform the way I wanted to. Uh, is it fair to say you, is it fair to say you love the, uh, love the, Dimet, uh, the Dimension Data Pro-Arm event because uh, you, you had a tie 20th and a tie 7th there. Would you say that's one of your favourite events of the year? Yeah, definitely. I like playing... Um, Golf in George. Um, it's really it's, it's a happy place. Um, so I always feel comfortable when I get there and when I play there. Um, that was the situation again this year. I mean, I got there, I got to the range the Monday, and I just felt felt like I needed to be there. I felt like I was in my happy place, and yeah, my daughter will always be close to my heart as well because I love George and I love I love the whole town and the vibe around it. Uh, just just briefly go through um, your tight tight third finish at uh, Mount Ed uh, Mount Edgecombe uh, for the Vodacom the Vodacom uh, Origins of Golf Series, and then uh, a couple of weeks after that, you finish uh, with one of your kind of biggest finishes of your career so far, uh, an eighth place finish at the Blue Label Challenge. Yeah, um, Mount Edgecombe is also a golf course I really enjoy. Um, we when we went back there now as well, I managed to um to have a good round there as well. I shot six under to make the cut in the number. But um, Mount Edgecombe is really a golf course I enjoy. Um, it suits me. It's a bit of tree line. The wind blows there, and um, I felt like that helped me to perform well. Um couple of weeks after that as well. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, um, obviously, I just alluded to their story that uh, you finished eighth in the Blue Label Challenge, um, which uh, which is a pretty big event as well on the Sunshine Tour. Um, <clears throat> would you say that, um, would you say that kind of, that kind of time, if you felt like uh, you could, this is kind of where you need to be, like uh, performance-wise. 
Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that's where I am at the moment as well. Um, actually, I feel like I'm in a better space at the moment, um, golf-wise. Um, so, you know, for me, if I get a good finish and we're playing a couple of weeks in a row, I can build on that. And I know if my game is good, I can build on that. So that really helped me, obviously, Mount Edgecombe and then having a good event at, um, at Blue Label, which was Sun City. And then I could build on that for the rest of the year. So that, you know, that, that really helped me. And then uh, just, just before Christmas, um, or just before the, the, the DP World Tour kind of broke up for Christmas, uh, you had a very impressive tie 24 finish at the South African Open, which uh, Danny Van Tonder won. Uh, Oliver Becker was second. Uh, that's, that's obviously uh, an event that was filled with star names. Uh, the likes of Burmester, uh, Bezedenhout, Justin Harding, Brandon Stone, Sean Norris, all of these type of players all in the field. That must have uh, that that must have um, been a great week for you personally. It was it was really a good week. I was lying top ten going to the final round, and actually me and my caddy um, we went to go eat the night before and. We, we both got a stomach bug and I wanted to withdraw after like an hospital line. I need to be like just at least trying to finish the round. I had I had like no energy. I was using my driver to two sixty-five at elevation. <laughs> you must know how short that is. Um so that was it was a it was a really tough for me, it was a tough ball to swallow because I, I really felt like I could manage top five, maybe get it to even the top ten would have been made really good for me. Um, to finish off the year. But you know what? You win some, you lose some. So unfortunately, that's what happened. If I had, it was a really good week. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, you had uh, you had a good finish at the Mangong Open um, on the on the kind of co-sanctioned uh, Sunshine Tour Challenge Tour event. Um, I, I believe you were in the top ten at one one stage then as well. Um, yeah, uh, the, 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 that kind of oh yeah, you were you went sixty seven, sixty eight, sixty six, and. Unfortunately, finished with a 73, but uh, that must have gave you confidence going forward. Uh, obviously, last week you were unlucky to miss a cut on five under, but certainly in the weeks to come, um, certainly in the weeks to come, you feel like there is good performances incoming? Yeah, um, look. Bloom has also been very kind to me. I won my first junior event there. Um, and then, yeah, I had, really, I had a really good vibe playing there that week. Um, you know, I still haven't figured out how to put a, a large round together, which I will hopefully soon, hopefully this week. But, um, yeah, um, it's really been giving me confidence, this, the challenge to events, because I have been playing well. Um, like you said, last week I was a bit unlucky to miss the Carpa one on, on five under, but we're looking forward to this week and looking forward to the weeks to come as well. Um, I'm really excited for that. Uh, 
So just for people that obviously aren't too familiar of, well, either who you are or kind of not so familiar with the Sunshine Tour in general, what 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 is the what what what's your type of uh, what's your type of strengths in your game that you feel that you're really good at, and what's one weakness that you wish you could kind of work on? So strengths, I would say, is definitely um, definitely of the T and iron play. My long irons are really good. Um, I feel like. Um, my whole iron play actually is really good. I'm good off the tee. I'm quite accurate. Um, I don't need it very long, but I don't need it too short. I'm kind of in the middle. Um, and then obviously where I need to work on um, is piling. I feel like I just need to improve every week, which I feel like I'm doing. So we'll get there. We'll, we'll definitely get there. Um, but your putting is definitely where I need to improve. Is there a type of is there a type of kind of like grass type that you prefer? You know, uh, you know the type of um, the the bent grass or uh, or Bermuda grass greens or stuff like that. Is there a type of grass you prefer? No, not really. I'm really, to be honest, I'm comfortable on on everything. Growing up in South Africa, you you play on every single cross that you get. So for us. It's um you kind of know how to adapt to it. So no, there's not really anything I prefer. No. Uh, what does the future hold for uh, well, what does the future hold in general for you, Dion? Um, in the next cu- uh, kind of couple of years. Um, I wish I knew, <laughs> but yeah, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully I get the opportunity to play a bit of Challenge Tour this year and um secure card on the challenge tour um so hopefully yeah hopefully get a challenge to a card and maybe go to q school in either asia or, or um or europe um try and get a um a card on the main tour somewhere else um i really feel like my game's at the right space in the right space at the moment so i feel like i can i can do it and i feel like i'm ready to to take my game overseas uh, what about the likes of uh, you know like the the Australian tour or the Corn Ferry tour? Uh, would you take t- those as well? Uh, I would. I definitely would. Wherever um, wherever it's it's worth going, you know, Corn Ferry is obviously um, is a great tour to be on. Um, I feel like my game really suits Europe and Asia especially and if it suits South Africa, it will suit um, America. So, you know, it, it's just it's it's just going to be a, a situation of when I'm going because I really I, I really do want to go. go. Um, I haven't even thought about Australia, to be honest, but Corn Ferry or yeah, Europe. Uh, so I'm just going to I'm just going to finish off with like <clears throat> a few questions here. So if, if that's all right with you. Uh, so, so uh, basically, my first question is: um, I, I think I shared this all the day, uh, the other day. Sorry, but um, who are your 
who are your type of uh, good good friends on the on either Sunshine Tour or the Challenge Tour or whatever? Uh, who 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 are those that are kind of close to you, uh, friend friendship wise? So um, on the Sunshine Tour, it's definitely um, Clinton Krobler and Ruan De Smit. Um, they both we travel together, and then me and Jaden, we're also really good friends. We also some events we travel together. Um, I don't. I think I'm quite friendly with most of the people on the Sunshine Tour. Um, I don't have. I don't feel like I've got any enemies. So, yeah, I wouldn't. Clinton and Ryan is probably the my best friends on tour. Um, and obviously Jaden, and then I've got a lot of good friends. Um, that also obviously plays on tour. Um. <clears throat> What uh what would be your kind of you know uh the course that you haven't played before but your kind of dream course that you wish to play in the future? Uh, definitely, it would definitely be Augusta, and I actually have never played um the old course at St Andrews. I've played the new course, but I haven't played the old course, so I would really like to play there. Hopefully. Maybe play the Open there this year. That would be really cool. Um, um, to be able to play it there would be really nice. But um, yeah, I would have to go pre queue for that. But I'll maybe take the chance. Um, but John would definitely either be St Andrews or um, or Augusta. Oh, nice one, um, Valderrama. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would enjoy playing there. Um, I've heard it's very tough, um, but yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I don't think it's. It won't be on my top three, but I, I would. I would really enjoy to play there one day. Oh, fair enough, man. <laughs> now I always, I always like to see players struggling uh, at Valderrama. It's just I don't know if it's just maybe like. <laughs> Because we are so we are so bad. Uh, majority of us go uh, are non golfers or golfers are so bad that we love to see pros, uh, you know, struggling. But that's the type of course that kind of is one of the toughest courses, uh, probably in Europe anyway. <laughs> so yeah, yeah that, that's probably that's probably think, why I like Valderrama. <laughs> I don't think you have to struggle to play badly there. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> um, and uh, dream four ball. So you are included, and it could be either uh, dead or alive. Just who 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 would be your dream four ball? Um, definitely Tiger and Rory, without a doubt. And then either my brother or my dad, just to experience that with me as well. Just to have that, uh, just to pick the brains of Tiger and Brody. Oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, and uh, well, two more. So uh, the best up and coming player that you played with? Uh, yo. Um, that is pro. I know that's a tough one. Uh, uh, yeah, just uh, that that's uh, a professional now uh, that's on what tours. It would 
it would probably be Jaden. Um, yeah, it would. It, I think it would have to be Jaden. I mean, he's he's an unbelievable golfer, um, and the the amount of things he can achieve is is ridiculous. Obviously, Volku as well. Um, I think he's also going to achieve a lot. So it would probably be those two. Um, yeah, yeah, it would have to be those two. That's no, that's great. That's fun. I, I mean, not bad players to uh, not bad players to suggest. <laughs> <laughs> and um, bird, birdie fest or tough test? Sorry, say that again. A, a bird? Do you prefer a birdie fest or a tough test? No, tough test. That's me. Tough test, definitely. You you know a fan of the the old birdie fests? I don't mind it, but I perform better on a tough test. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not everybody's cup of tea. The tough test. Uh, the, 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 there's some that do enjoy the birdie fest, but no, that's we, we fair, will, a fair opinion. We will we will see how the birdie fest handles me this week. <laughs> no miscut at seven under. <laughs> no, hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, Dion, it's been a pleasure, man, and um, yeah, it's it's been really nice to have you on. Um, obviously, not me, not uh, well. People, some people out there that do know who you are, uh, I know who you are as well. But for for people that aren't too familiar with the Sunshine Tour, I hope this has kind of gave them a good insight into the 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 type of talent that uh, South Africa just now is bringing through thank you very much and thank you for having me on the show um i really appreciate it <laughs> that's fine man I, I promise i will try and get the correct pronunciation of your surname eventually i don't i don't i'm going to be honest with you i don't think you're going to get better than what you did at the beginning of the show that i can promise you <laughs> Was it Hermesius? Okay, that's that's pretty good. I, I think you should stop now while you're ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but before I fall back down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, right. Anyway, Dylan. Um, yeah, all the best, man. It's been it's it's, it's been a real, really nice to have you on, and uh, yeah, all the best for this week uh, at Stain City. Um, we'll be watching it closely, and obviously, I'll be cheering you on if if you're up in the leaderboard. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Right, all the best, man, and uh, yeah, all the best this week, and um, yeah, you take care. Thank you. Cheers, man. Right, cheers, mate. Thank you. Bye. Uh-huh.